This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today, the verdict has dropped and the jury is out. Pfizer is guilty for crimes against humanity. How a date went terribly wrong, but vindicated the news and why it matters. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and uh, I want to get to our top story, which is the Project Veritas video that blew up the Internet last night. Uh, They released one of their undercover videos. This one shows, uh, allegedly, a Pfizer employee. This is Jordan Tristan Walker, who claimed in this footage that I'm about to show you that uh, the pharmaceutical company is exploring the possibility of mutating COVID through what they call directed evolution to develop future mRNA vaccines. Let's watch some of that. We're exploring, like, now, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can, uh, we can create undefinitely developed new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. we're like, do we want to do this? <laughs> so that's, like, one of the things we're considering. Okay. Like, the future, like, maybe we can, like, create new versions of the vaccines and things like that. Okay, so Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. That's why it was, an, <laughs> it was a thought that came up in a meeting and we were like, why Why do we not? It was like, we're going to consider that with more discussions. Okay. Not exactly, actually, right? We're like, wait a minute. Like, people won't like that. Now, after this video blew up online, uh, many on the left tried to discredit it by saying, oh, this guy must be a paid actor, right? That's that's always their go-to. That's their go-to when I uh, go expose drag shows with children and they're like, how much did you pay that family to sit there and watch this with the child? It's like, no, these people are actually this grotesque and we're just uncovering it. Same goes for James O'Keefe over at Project Veritas because there's... LinkedIn profiles that exist of this guy who very clearly started Pfizer in uh, June of 2021 as the director and worldwide R&D strategic operations and mRNA scientific planning at Pfizer in New York. Uh, You know, it's just fascinating because I guess like the old uh, the old and busted version was gain of function. And now, like, the new and trendy version is, uh, what is that, directed evolution. Interesting. It's almost like I've been telling you guys for a very long time, and I can't wait to hear what uh, what one member of the panel that I'm about to bring in, in particular, I cannot wait to have this conversation with him um, because we have a, a very friendly uh, back and forth on Big Pharma. I'm telling you guys, they're evil. They have always been evil. They have been doing this for a very, very long time and laughing about it behind your backs because they don't actually have Americans' best interests at heart. Um, but, you know, it feels nice to be vindicated here on the news and why it matters. Uh, I would like to bring in my panel. We have Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, and 
the lovely, the beautiful, uh, the new mama here, Blaze TV host Lauren Chen. It's really good to see you. It's great to be here. I'm so excited. And uh, I, like you, uh, just want everyone to, watching to realize that, yes, Big Pharma is not your friend. Trusting Big Pharma is like trusting the government. Yeah. Well, I mean... Literally, because they are very right. They are they are in bed together. They are they do have this public private partnership. Mm -hmm. They have had a very long incestuous relationship with uh, you know members of the the CDC who are trying to they're they're supposed to be one of the there's a know, revolving door going right, on between right, pharma and government. Right, they're supposed to be you know investigating big pharma, and then oftentimes these people in the higher ups at CDC end up as like the CFO of Merck. So there's always been this incestuous relationship between the two. Um, I'm I am fascinated, Stu, to get your take on it because, you know, you, you and I feel a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. or, I like all the chemicals. The past. <laughs> right. like none of them. Mm -hmm. Stu, like, I mean, I literally loves chemicals. Yeah, I try to find new ones and just inject them yeah. whenever I can. I, I want my blood <laughs> to be like 80% vaccine. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's about right. Yeah. Um, I will point out, uh, and I did note, uh, that you yep. did not call me beautiful. I and did. I was just, uh, That's true. You know, I just wanted to make, make sure the audience <laughs> understood that. Um, yeah, this is fascinating stuff, right? I mean, you don't get to see this sort of behind-the-scenes candor from these people ever, right? And the part, the, the the thing you just pointed out is really a big part of the problem. Uh, you know, I'm a big supporter of private businesses, and like, mm -hmm. look, I think. There's certainly a world where we all like medicine, right? We all want there to be scientific innovation. We all think that that's, I think, a good thing if done properly and not done in conjunction with the government. Um, and we've seen now, not only through this uh, particular investigation, but also through the Twitter files and other, and other, uh, and other things, there's just a too close of a relationship here. This shouldn't be the way this works. That part of this video goes on, maybe you'll be playing this uh, coming up, but they go through the, the rotating, revolving door between the government and these places. How can the government judge what they're doing fairly mm -hmm. if, the, you know, as soon as they leave, they go on to high-level uh, jobs at this company? I mean, where do we think, everyone's talking about Fauci leaving. Where do we think he's going to end up? He's obviously going to end up getting a 10-figure salary as a consultant for one of these companies. It's clearly going to happen. And so that's a huge problem. It's a problem... I don't think with capitalism, like I, I think, you know, a lot of people like to vilify capitalism. And I think that the, the big pharma critique from the left has always been big money capitalism sort of related. I mean, look, I don't mind them. I don't mind the profit motive. Right. I, I want companies to be sitting here saying, hey, if we come up with the greatest thing right. in the world, we're going to make lots of money. Unfortunately, what this winds up being is more of a, uh, a rent seeking situation where government is is working way too closely. And they're not, neither one of these sides is holding the line. That line needs to be bright and it needs to be in between the private industry and uh, the public. These private public partnerships do not work and they've been a major problem for a long time. Um, at one point, this gentleman, who, who, by the way, I don't understand how they keep, like, why, how, why do these people can't keep their mouth shut? Is just, I don't understand. <laughs> you go on a date with some attractive stranger, you expose some corporate malfeasance. You know, <laughs> it's a Friday night. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> just like, my God, you people are really, really bad at this. Are they just so desperate to, for attention that they're just like, oh my God, go on a date with me, I'll tell you all the dirty <laughs> secrets. It is fascinating to watch, but, you know, he says... COVID is a cash cow. It's going to be a cash cow for us for a while going forward. And it really, you know, so many people you, you are called cons conspiracy theorists for saying stuff like, I think the government 
probably knows what the cure is for cancer and they don't want to give it to you. They don't want to tell you what it is because there's all this money being made on, you know, uh, on the side or, or Big Pharma knows the answer, but they're making too much money on all of these treatment plans. And it, re- I mean, it really, it does make you see this guy, as James O'Keefe said, this guy, his supervisor reports directly to Albert Borla. So he, like, he is, he's pretty high level. Very high level, right? And he thinks it's funny. He doesn't care that it's hurting Americans. He just says he's seeing the dollar bills on it. it I mean, it, it really makes, I hope that it makes people wonder, how long has this kind of thing been going on and we just haven't been privy to the conversations? Well, you're you're right. This is not a new thing. I think the only thing that's different now is that we're actually getting more aware of it. Mm-hmm. And Stu, you bring up that the left loves to say this is a problem with capitalism. I mean, it's not capitalism when big pharma is in bed with the government. That's yep. actually very anti-capitalist yep. when you have this amount of state intervention. But there is a problem right now with the way that the healthcare industry is structured and in that they don't profit off of people being healthy. They profit off of people being sick. Absolutely, there is an investment in making sure that COVID doesn't go away. And what I want to know is when people are actually going to be held accountable and responsible for the crimes against, you know, uh, humanity that were mm-hmm. committed. Because think about it, if someone can get into trouble with the ATF because their barrel is too short, what's going to happen to Big Pharma if it's actually, it comes out that they were trying to create a potentially more deadly, uh, more spreadable version of COVID? I think that should be a way harsher, pe- mm-hmm. way harsher penalties. But unfortunately, Unfortunately, no matter how much we uncover in terms of corruption and lies, it doesn't seem like anyone actually gets punished for it, which is what's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. And and how do you create that level of accountability so right. that this doesn't happen moving forward? Because, I mean, you think about how how much they lied about the efficacy mm-hmm. of the initial vaccine. And, you know, now you have, um, I think the government spent $5 billion on these, uh, the new, the updated booster ones for Omicron. And now... They're releasing uh, data, the CDC, that shows that the updated shots are 48% effective at stopping symptomatic infection um, just for up to three months, was as far as they went, because I guess they were like, yeah, this one really sucks. We're not even going to test it uh, any further than, than three months. But it's just fascinating because, I mean, you're looking at, again, I shouldn't even say the government paid $5 billion. The government didn't, the government can't pay anything, right? Is us. Mm-hmm. We paid $5 billion for these, this, just this round, just the updated boosters that A, nobody's getting, and B, uh, the majority of Americans who are getting it are not even protected. Yeah, I mean, there's so much here to unpack, right? I mean, you know, first of all, I did not wake up today thinking I would be watching hidden camera videos of grinder dates. That was not... <laughs> I thought this day was going to go, but I'm, I'm so excited that it Congrats, did. Congrats, Steve. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because I think, like, what's the thing you can get out of this? Because one of the big problems here is the stuff he's admitting to, at least in the parts of the video that I saw, like, potentially, hey, the way they might be doing gain-of-function, what was it, uh, guided A evolution? Directed evolution. Right? Directed yes. evolution. It's very Remember, fancy. Remember, gain-of-function research is a vil- very vilified term. It is also not illegal. That's a right. big, big problem, right? Like, you know, we... You know, the, the Obama administration banned the funding from the government of gain-of-function research, not gain-of-function research. And then Trump, of course, opened up that funding again when he got into office, and then they re- they just stopped it again after COVID broke out. So that's a, a really, a really big problem, right? Like, it, how are they going to be held accountable if what we're, we're, we're all saying gain-of-function? He's going away from the term gain-of-function, even on this date. 
because he knows how toxic that term mm -hmm. is, yet still it can be done, uh, which I think is a... Uh, after this experience, especially because we haven't gone through an investigation to really know where this came from, uh, even though I think we have our leanings, um, uh, how can this still be going on? How can this still be something that's possible for Pfizer to potentially do le legally? Although most of the time in the video, he seems to be saying it's in the future, although not all the time. It's kind of hard to know. Um, and I would say, too, the best, I think the most valuable part of a something of an investigation like this that Project Veritas did is, is kind of as a thread to pull on, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he, he, look, he's on a date. We don't, I don't know. Is he, is he being completely honest? It kind of seems like he is to me, but like, I, I will say this, and this may shock you ladies here, but guys on dates occasionally are not honest, uh, <laughs> especially when they're trying to sleep with someone. So that does seem to be Is kind that of like a new pickup line? Like, look at me creating new paths. Yeah, 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 no big yeah. deal. It's a weird approach. I'll, I'll grant you. I'll grant you. But I mean, look, you know, this is an official, we need to look into this, right? This is a great way to say, okay, now we have a bunch of really great new questions and a I don't know if anyone's noted this, a Republican-controlled House with investigatory powers that can go and pull on these threads and see what actually comes up. Because we should all have answers to this. And if, if, in addition to the big pharma end of this, mm -hmm. we should also be doing this with, you know, China. Because uh, they still have not given us uh, the information that we need to confirm that this came from a lab or, or disprove it. Uh, right. That's where and this goes. I think the fact that these investigations aren't already happening, I think it just goes to show how much of a double standard there is when Congress doesn't benefit from an industry like Big Pharma. I mean, think of all the time that they have spent on something like January 6th or mm -hmm. Donald Trump and Russia, mm -hmm. right? I mean, millions and millions of dollars into these investigations versus something that actually affects everybody, the people actually care about COVID and its origins. How was this handled? Was there corruption with Big Pharma? And they're all of a sudden, they're not as interested in mm -hmm. actually doing their job and trying to hold these uh, these big companies accountable. And I, I know libertarians out there are going to be like, oh, but yeah, regulation bad, you know, business good. It's like, I, I understand that, but I'm not even asking for state control of big pharma because that's just worse, even though in yeah. essence it's, uh, in a lot of ways, what we already have. It's just, you know, it's, it's very frustrating. You know, I, I own a small business. All of the hoops that we have to jump through, meanwhile, it just seems like big pharma, they can do whatever they want. They have carte blanche to do, to create new pathogens, to, uh, you know, get in bed with government, to, I mean, a lot of times even create their own laws, it seems. A lot of the COVID mandates, it seems like they were kind of handwritten by big pharma. And it's like, this really is just a, a middle finger to not only Americans, but basically all business owners who don't seem to have this like do whatever you want get out of free get out of jail free card yeah they actually play by the rules exactly follow the rules and get punished for it apparently right um all right we've got uh we've got more coming up but we got to take a quick break first i want to thank our sponsor start mail so it i would ask you are you tired of feeling like your personal data is at risk but like I, i'm just gonna go ahead and say like big tech is definitely watching everything you do online. And if you don't like that, if that makes you a little bit uncomfortable, you don't want anyone else knowing where you've been, who you met, what you're thinking, Startmail is the perfect solution for protecting your privacy and giving you peace of mind. So they've got a secure email service that uh, is gonna keep your inbox totally safe. Every message can be encrypted or password protected. And when you delete it, it actually is truly gone forever. You can get unlimited disposable email aliases to keep your real identity hidden online. Very simple, just a few clicks, and you can switch from your existing email provider. Start taking advantage of Startmail's enhanced privacy protection. You can sign up to save 50% on your first subscription year if you go to startmail.com slash Y. That is Startmail with a T, startmail.com slash Y for 50% off. <laughs>
So um, apparently, 2023 is the year of hideous art and sculptures popping up <laughs> in random uh, cities here across the country. The latest one being uh, New York City. A state court building in New York City unveiled a new art project. Uh, this is a sculpture that is called Now, and it was installed on the roof of the Appellate Division Courthouse of New York State First Department on Madison Avenue. Uh, the statue is meant to represent the legacy of l the late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, but as you could imagine, if you are watching this program and not lis listening to it, um, it feels a little like, I don't know, like a pagan idol type thing. Um, this is not a flattering statue. It, no, it is, is not. not a good thing. No, I, like, I feel like if you're Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, you're really pissed off watching all of this. Well, I mean, if you're her soul. Right. Yeah. Like she's she's looking out and she's like, why did you guys do this? I don't <laughs> want my name to be attached to this. But um, so the the artist said that she called the piece now. She called this now uh, because it is needed in the current year when abortion rights are being challenged in the wake of the Supreme Court returning abortion law to the states in Dobbs versus Jackson's Women Health Organization. Uh, I, I feel like at least we're acknowledging that. We did that, did that did not just ban abortion, it just <laughs> returned it to the states, which is where it was supposed to be in the first place. But re really bizarre um, representation. I mean, I guess it's fitting that she's saying it represents abortion because I agree it's demonic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I feel like, you know, there's a lot of money that goes into paying these artists and commissioning these works. Yes. I should start applying for some of these. Not that I'm some great artist, but I don't think I'm any worse than what gets commissioned. <laughs> Right. What do I have to lose? It, well, I should, if yeah. Hunter Biden can be an artist too. Exactly. Five hundred thousand yeah. dollar paintings. Here I come. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell on myself a little bit here. So every once in a while, if uh, like the Kardashian show was on, I I would watch it because I'm just fascinated by like how how are these people so rich for doing like so little? So you well, you would think so little, right? <laughs> but um, but one of them, one of the episodes was uh, one of them like going in their garage and just throwing around some paints and trying to sell it to their mother as if it was some random artist for like thousands of dollars. <laughs> and they, they did it. So I'm just saying, Lauren, that yeah. could be an, an avenue that you could look into. No one else take that idea, okay? I want all of the <laughs> Liberal City art commissions. It's Actually, really bizarre. I think Glenn's going to try to take a bunch of that. Oh, yeah, but I'm going to identify as trans. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Smart, smart, smart. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's just funny because, like, does anyone think this is good? Like, does anyone, I, I mean. Just, like, it, tentacles coming out of her arm. Right. I will say it is an abortion. Uh, yeah. It, 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 so it does fit <laughs> fairly well when it comes to that. But, like, I don't know. Isn't there some, If maybe you guys can, you're, you can remember the specifics on this, but hasn't there been, like, a major critique in the past of putting up gold idols? Like, wasn't that a thing we were not supposed to avoid? Not familiar with it. You're not, no, okay. I no. could have sworn that was a thing. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Yeah. No, probably mm -hmm. just misremembered something. Mm. Oh, but, okay, if you were living on a block, which would you rather see every day? The terrible MLK statue or, <laughs> or this That's one? That's a difficult, that's a difficult. Well, I feel like this one at least, I mean, I'm pretty uncomfortable when my kids walk by it, but more so uh, the Martin Luther King one. I'm very uncomfortable <laughs> when my kids walk by it. So you said to walk by only certain angles. Yeah. <laughs> kids, close your eyes. No, I feel like the, it just gets worse with like the new angle. Yeah, that's Every true. new angle I see it at, I'm like, oh. Well, what I, is happening? Yeah, I envision yeah. something completely different and none, none of this of is, is good. good. Yeah. <laughs> none of it is good. But it's just, I, I think like too, it's really sad to see um, women 
just really laying themselves down at the altar of killing their own babies. Yeah. It is heart. It is heartbreaking, and it's just, especially young women. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, the, after the red wave never really happened last year, a lot of people were saying, "See, this is why abortion is a losing issue for conservatives. We need to back off, and basically, you know, to defeat the left, we must become the left." Type of thing. Um, abortion is a winning issue. If you talk to people one on one, you ask them, "Are you okay with this?" They will say, "Absolutely not." Uh, if you even look at European countries, they are not as extreme as places like New York or Virginia. Yeah. But the thing is, conservatives have fully lost the information war when it comes to something like abortion. You know, you had people out there convincing young women that ectopic pregnancies would right. be outlawed and things like that. And obviously that's not a winning look and it's of course not true. Mm -hmm. um, but no, it's 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 very demoralizing and it just, this descent into, honestly, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but it, it does feel like Satanism in, in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. Uh, it's just something that we need to put all of our weight behind because it's only going to get worse. Certainly, I mean, certainly it is a death cult. Yeah. Right, like that, at bare minimum, it, it clearly is a death cult. They, they literally are rallying in the streets for their right to kill their unborn baby. It, I, like, it can't get more demonic than that, in my opinion. No, and putting it that way, I think, you know, says something to conservatives that they shouldn't really care if it's a winning issue or not. Right. It's yes. too freaking yeah. important, right. Right? right? These are the lives of children. And I think, too, like, we could learn something from the left here, which is, like, you know, gay marriage wasn't a winning issue either for them for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of these big issues they push for were really, really unpopular for decades and then have changed over time. I, I really, I, maybe this is the dumb optimism in me, but I do feel like at some point in the future, Human beings are going to look back at this era really in a, with a real dark sense of what was going on, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. well, like I mean, we look back at slavery, right? Like we, I, we can all kind of come together and say, what the hell were those people right. thinking? I hope that happens eventually with, with life. But whether it does or whether it doesn't, it's worth fighting with every ounce of energy we have to stop, oh. to stop this from going on. You're so right. And in terms of looking back and, and seeing that this is a terrible human rights violation, frankly, most of the developed world is already there in that their laws are stricter than, mm -hmm. again, New York and California. So they're already there looking at what's going on over here, thinking, how could you do this? This is barbaric. I just wish the progressive left would kind of catch up to where the rest of humanity and science has kind of already arrived at. Yeah, and I, you're so right with what you said, Lauren, about um, the, the, the conservatives not... They're always on, on the defense, right? They're mm -hmm. never on the offense when it comes to messaging. They're always on the defense, and the left will accuse them of, well, I had to go go get a, a DNC procedure, and that actually technically is an abortion, so I'm not allowed to do that in these states. And it's like, that's not true. Mm -hmm. And I spend so much of my time and energy, I'm going and I'm looking up the laws, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking screenshots, and I'm trying to get the message out, and I'm like, why am, why am I, why is Sarah Gonzalez, uh, place, right. like, why am I one of the only people who's doing that? Why am I trying to combat this? Where are all of the lawmakers? You know, why aren't they putting that out? Why aren't they spending more time trying to go on offense rather than completely play defense? And it's not even the abortion issue. It's on all the issues. We're just constantly like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against women's rights. Well, I'm not, I'm not homophobic. Well, I'm not transphobic. Well, no, 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 no. Don't think these bad things about me. It's mm -hmm. like, who freaking cares, they Stu, as you, you pointed anyway. out? Right, they hate you yeah. anyway. And if you know that you're on the, the right side of the issue, right, you're fighting for human life, like, who freaking cares? They're going to call you all of those names regardless of what you do. So you might as well come out on offense. Ugh, so frustrating. Um, all right, we got to take another quick break, and uh, we will be back with more. Oh, I can't wait for this. Coming up after the break, let's talk about 
the Paul Pelosi attack and the body cam footage. Uh, so I want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John. Um, I would say, like, is it weird to give underwear on Valentine's Day? Do you think? No. No, I don't okay. think so. That's, thank you. That That's was like the correct the answer. best time. Right. It's yeah. Valentine's. <laughs> well, because you'd say, like, well, I don't want. Well, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Uh, you, uh, you can pamper your partner's posterior with Tommy John. Um, and when I talk <laughs> about uh, Tommy John, oftentimes, you know, people find me to be a little bit of a drama queen maybe on this program. But uh, it's literally the softest thing I've ever put on my body. They're both agreeing it's with great. me. Yeah, it's great stuff. It, I don't know how they do it. It's like magic, but I don't care because all I know is that I am most comfortable in my Tommy Johns. They've got stuff for men and women. They've got, you know, the, the men's underwear, I think, is like where they really started. But they've got loungewear. They've got women's loungewear. Uh, they've got women's pajama pants. All of it is the softest clothes you'll ever put on your body. It's also backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. So there's no reason not to try it. Uh, treat your significant other with some Tommy John for Valentine's Day. You can get 20% off your first purchase over at tommyjohn.com slash Y. That is tommyjohn.com slash Y for 20% off Seaside for details. California judge yesterday ordered the release of evidence against David DePap, who, of course, uh, was the person charged in last year's attack on uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi. I'm sure unless you're living under a rock, you know the story. The guy came in with a well. We don't really know how yeah, he got in. I don't know we the don't story know. At all. Okay, we yeah. <laughs> Great point. Yeah. You know that there is a story right. that we don't know, <laughs> yeah. but still have many questions on. Right? Um, they, the the police arrived. We know the police were called. The police arrived. Uh, we know that there have been some changing stories on what happened when the police arrived. Um, we know that NBC, at least, and some other outlets like heavily edited uh, and retracted certain stories that were published to say like, no, that, never mind, we got all, literally all of the details we just told you about what the police <laughs> told us very specifically, we got completely wrong, sorry about that. Um, and so there are a lot of questions. Um, that weekend, I went through and FOIA'd and requested the body cam footage. Um, I sent an email to their media relations team, and of course they were like, we're really sorry, but we don't send out footage from ongoing investigations. And I was like, sure, mm. okay, buddy. I'm sure that that's what the reason is. Uh, so they've tried very, very hard to keep this a secret, but uh, finally a judge over in San Francisco ruled that there was no reason to keep it a secret, especially after prosecutors played it in open court during a preliminary hearing last month. So hopefully we will now get to see for ourselves uh, how this event unfolded, at least once the police got there. Yeah, because I mean, it seems like the, the the approach from the Pelosi sort of machine was to just flood the zone. Like mm -hmm. I mean, every single hundred million stories, right. there's you know, there's people, there's reporters being suspended over their stories. Like it's honestly at this point, I'm so confused as to what actually happened. Yeah, we really need the video. That's, right. I, that's the only way we're going to have any um, uh, certainty here. And what's funny is the argument by uh, their uh, their side was to say. Well, if we release the video, people will edit the video. 
and then it will look like something else happens. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you know, they might edit that, the video. That's an argument right. against any video footage ever. Ever, ever. ever. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the footage of all time. Well, I mean, I think we need to put this in context, right? Nancy Pelosi kind of stepping down. She did attribute that, at least in part, to what happened with Paul Pelosi. And think of everything Nancy Pelosi has kind of weathered throughout her political career. I don't want to get ahead of myself, and I don't want to get too excited about it. But I think we're probably in for something pretty silly. I hope so. I mean, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Is that bad? Did I say that out loud? No, I mean, I, I, I don't think you're. I don't think it's a bad thing to actually want what's what they're doing in the darkness finally come to the light. And I think, you know, remember that if the shoe were on the other foot, this argument is cliched at this point, but do you think the likes of Nancy Pelosi would ever give any grace to if it had been right. Donald Trump's family member? Absolutely not. So I can't wait to see it. And I'm, I, this is going to be great for content. I'm going to make like 50 videos about it. We're going to clickbait the title, laser eye Nancy Pelosi. We're going to have fun. I, I really do enjoy these conspiracy theories on what exactly happened yeah. and why this man was there and, you know, why, because remember, the initial reports were that Paul uh, opened the door for the police very calmly and let them come in and was just kind of like- Walked back to walked, the guy, right? right yeah. Walked back in there towards the guy, which really doesn't seem to be a reasonable thing to do if this guy has just broken into your house. And hit you with a hammer? Yeah. Right, mm -hmm. and, or an acute, like uh, 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 saying that he's going to hurt right, you, yeah. right? Yeah, he may have hit him after, after right, right. right in front of the police, too. Uh, yes, another what weird, I heard. which yes. is really weird. Mm -hmm. Seems like a, an emotional state of mind, which, you know, I don't yeah. know. But also, if I recall, the the glass door, the sliding glass door, remember the the window was busted, the glass was busted outside the 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 house, not inside. So someone a bunch of glass trying outside. to break out. That's... I'm just saying, like, yeah. I'm not, I don't, like, I'm not a crime scene investigator, but it seems like that would be someone who had hit it from the inside rather than the outside. So how would that have been his entry point? So how did he get in? We st I don't think we have the details on that yet. So I don't know. I'm just really, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, we really don't know anything about this. Right. I, and that's what's fascinating about it, because it's a major public figure, right? If it was another major public figure, we would know lots about mm -hmm. it, right? We mm -hmm. would know all the details. We know all the details of like every, every Kardashian's love life. How do we not know this? She was the speaker of the house at the time. I mean, it is a really major thing. We should know what's going on. And like, you know, the salacious part will, will be fascinating, obviously, if, if it's true. But regardless, like, I, I mean, whether, maybe it's exactly how they told us. Maybe it's exactly the most boring Wait, thing in the world. Which version? Yeah. <laughs> version nine, obviously. That's the one I'm talking about. Uh, but whatever version it is, maybe it's exactly the most boring thing in the world, a, a terrible break-in that went wrong and hurt this old guy. And if that's it, we should also know that, too. Mm -hmm. and the way they've handled this has been ridiculous. Well, I think we actually do know something. We can say for 100% sure that this was absolutely not an attack by a right-wing extremist because yes. we know that mm -hmm. if that had been the case, oh, would they have been laying it <laughs> mm -hmm. on thick? They would have been spreading that everywhere. I mean, there was like a day and a half where they were trying that Yeah, angle. they did. Uh, but then, you know, it came out his address and they, there's just a photo of the house and with all the BLM flags, it's like, okay, clearly that's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, so that narrative kind of went away. But I think that's basically the only thing we can say for certain is that there wasn't a way for them to spin this as a right-wing extremist attack. Otherwise, they would have. Isn't he, wasn't, didn't they also say he was like a self-described like radical nudist or something? Yes. yes. I think he was yes. a radical nudist. I don't know very many, well, I don't know any uh, concerns. 
conservative, radical nudists. No, it's a huge community. (laughs) Is it? Yes, there are dozens of them. Also, like, what (laughs) makes one a radical nudist as opposed to just, Just like, a regular regular nudist? nudist? Not even socks, Sarah. (laughs) Not even socks. (laughs) Ever. Yeah. Even in the winter. Wow. Wow. Um, But, I I mean, it it will be fascinating. And, you know, you do... You do bring up a great point about um, feeling like there has to be something salacious because of the way that it's been, they're trying to dismiss Mm -hmm. it because the guys pleaded not guilty to this. And there are going to be things that obviously have to come out in trial. I doubt though that we'll hear about it from the mainstream media. That's my thing is like, I don't, that's, that's gonna be the key is like, we need to be probably checking in on this trial and all of the evidence that's being presented that we can get our hands on because I don't think that NBC is going to be reporting on it if it obviously looks bad for anyone on the left. They will carry the water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, she's been one of the most powerful women in the world for decades. Every little, if something is awry here, she's going to use every little bit of her power to make sure that we don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, and she's got a lot of power to spare. I mean, this is a power couple, not only in the country, but in this neighborhood in particular. And so the fact that we don't know so far shows that they have a lot of control over information in this process. Uh, you know, but it's good. Like I, I feel like this has happened to us 25 times lately, where. The only thing standing between us and complete and utter chaos have been the courts. Mm-hmm. The courts have mm-hmm. largely stayed, and in, in, they make bad decisions as well, but at least occasionally we're seeing somebody who's standing up and saying, look, I, I know you're trying this crazy thing that no one's ever tried before, but no. Yeah. Uh, and that really seems to be the only the only barrier these days. So I love that you brought that up because I want to switch gears here and talk about, in that, in that same vein, um, somewhere else in California, I know we, we talked briefly about COVID earlier, but uh, California's Assembly Bill 2098 is the one that is supposed to reprimand physicians who share what they would call like unorthodox uh, COVID-19 information. They had passed it and it was ready to go and a judge actually blocked that particular law. So they he blocked the implementation of the bill. It was signed by uh, Gavin Newsom in September and uh, Newsom was among, uh, there, there was a group that was sued by five California doctors in November for violating their rights to free speech and due process. So that has been blocked for now. Um, but I think that goes to your point, Stu, that like our dictators are like trying whole bunch of unprecedented tactics to try to silence us, to try to, you know, squash their opposition. And sometimes it takes too long, right? Like you're, you talk about, you know, I mean, it's going to take, they know what they're doing. Let's take uh, Joe Biden's, what was it? The, the student debt thing thing, that he was that the one that he said, I don't know. He does so many unconstitutional things. I can't keep track. There's also the uh, eviction moratorium. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of those, I remember he, admitted was not constitutional, but they do it anyway because they know it's going to take a while to move it through the courts, especially if it goes all the way up to the Supreme Court. So, you know, you know, there's some some lapse in time where uh, unfortunately people just kind of have to live with it. But I mean, this was insane. The Medical Board of California and the Osteopathic Medical Board of California uh, would be allowed to discipline physicians who share information that does not fall within the contemporary scientific consensus, which I feel like goes against like the, the, the whole idea of science because mm-hmm. the entire it's idea of science consensus is about evidence. Right. And it's, yeah. and it's about, it's all like science is never settled. We're right. constantly learning new things. We're constantly having to challenge what we think that we knew before, because think about all of the things that we've learned that we like the earth is not flat. 
right? Like right. women right. should not smoke while they are <laughs> pregnant. You know, I mean, yeah. all of these things would not have been achieved if we were like, oh, you can't share things that don't go with the, the consensus of people. No, yeah. this, is, this is about control. It's not about health. And the reason why we can know it's about control and not health is that this is happening in California. How many doctors mm -hmm. are out there in, with their hippy-dippy clients saying that, yes, you can cure obesity with crystals? Probably a lot of them. I don't think anything like this has ever been brought up to deal with those types of doctors. No, right. no, this is being dealt with specifically of uh, people who speak out about COVID and the vaccine and, you know, just one more point about how consensus does not equal correctness is that there are many doctors who from the start were raising questions about myocard myocarditis and the vaccine. And I mean, are they going to get an apology from these boards? I don't think so. And I know leftists watching this might be like, oh, well, you know, uh, the science has changed at the time. It's like, no, it's not. They were actually showing the same evidence mm -hmm. that people are now using. It's just you didn't want to listen to them. It's the science hasn't changed. It's just your willingness to accept the narrative. Yeah. That like that's what's changed. So it's I mean, I, I hope that there are more doctors out there who are at least becoming skeptical of their governing bodies because mm -hmm. I was actually very disappointed at the height of COVID how many doctors seem to just fall just in line. Just go along with it. Yeah, yeah. Sue, last word. Uh, I think just backing up to the larger thing, because you mentioned the loan situation. You're right. I mean, like not only did the, Biden's own Department of Education uh, say that that couldn't happen, uh, also Nancy Pelosi herself came out and said mm -hmm. this, this can't happen. And I think like there's a diff there's a change in calculus here from Democratic politicians in particular. I think in the past, if you were to you know you know you know Roosevelt did a lot of this stuff. He did stuff that it would be overruled in the courts and called unconstitutional, and people would be like, oh my gosh, this guy screwed up. He thought he could do this and he can't. And it used to be like almost like a, a judgment of, of incompetence at someone who would have a big bill. They'd put all this time in, and then it would get overturned by the courts. The calculus among Democrats now seems to be. It's a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. I'm showing my, my, my street cred, right? Yep. I, I, if I'm doing something so progressive that even the courts won't even allow us to do it, that means you should definitely elect me next time. I'll be the, I'll be the greatest president ever. I'll do this stuff all the time. It's a really bad, it's, it's also that behavior is, is straight out impeachable. That is the exact type of thing that yeah. is supposed to be impeachable, uh, but also is, is really, really toxic to our republic. It's a mm -hmm. real problem because they're, they're trying to exploit these systems for their own gain. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about Donald Trump coming back on certain social media platforms. Facebook parent company Meta said yesterday it will restore former President Donald Trump's personal account in the coming weeks. This is, of course, uh, ending a two-year suspension that it imposed in the wake of January 6th. They did say, though, that they are adding new guardrails to ensure that there are no repeat offenders who violate their rules, even if they are political candidates and leaders. Uh, in a statement, one of their spokespeople said, in the event that Mr. Trump posts further violating content. The content will be removed and he will be suspended for be between, <laughs> I love this, between one month and two years, depending on the severity of the violation, which feels like quite Getting, a span. Yeah, some, some birth, depending on uh, how spicy he gets. Yeah, uh, and so we should expect, I guess, to see Trump uh, come back to Facebook and Instagram, um, I think, I don't know. He said before he's kind of gone back and forth because the Twitter said that they, he was going to there was a report that said that he was going to come back to Twitter. Um, but previously he had said, like, uh -uh, I'm not doing that because I've got Truth Social over here and everyone should join it. But I think he's realizing, like, yeah, you got, if you want to talk to the masses, you got to go back on. on I mean, what Twitter. happens with 
him posting to Truth Social is that people post screenshots, they do screenshots onto, Twitter, onto Twitter. And then people right. are talking about him without him being there. Right. And yet he wants to push his own company, but he also loves the attention. Like, we know that about Trump. So right. I think eventually he will come back to Twitter, but I feel like maybe Facebook and Instagram are different enough from Truth Social and that kind of text-based sphere. Like, he could post memes. He used to do that on Instagram. I feel yeah. like... It, we really lose sight of the fact of like it, how crazy it was <laughs> to literally ban a sitting president oh from social media. Incredible. I, I, I really, I do. I think I feel like we lose sight of that. We're like, yeah. oh, cool fit, because like you pointed out, like the memes, and I, I think. Trump is one of the best follows on social media because he's so freaking funny. Yes. Even when he doesn't intend to be funny, like he's just <laughs> funny. I get a kick out of what he has to say, and I, but like, but still, it's like okay, I'm I'm hyped because he's funny. But then it's like, holy crap, like we really did just do that. Yeah, and that's such an easy carve out for these tech companies. There are tough lines for them sometimes, I guess, on these decisions. They get pressure from both sides. They have like Taliban sides. leaders on but that's Twitter. What I mean, like, <laughs> and I and I by the way support having Taliban. I want. Right. I want every crazy person out there who is especially in political office right. to be blurting out all the crap that they believe. How else are we going to know what they believe? Right. I want them saying it. And that's an easy carve out for these companies. I understand sometimes they have weird lines, but like really the basic line here is anything that's not illegal said by a public official is quite clearly should be on there. And I, I keep coming back to this. It's like, I don't know if this is a blessing or a curse for Trump. Honestly, like, I don't know that it necessarily his best instincts are served on social media. Right. I, I saw there was a report yesterday. They're like, Donald Trump has gone his entire career without ever sending emails or texting. But he's lately started texting. I'm like, good God, no. No. <laughs> Take the phone away. That's not a good thing. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, I don't know if you want Donald Trump to be, if, you know, to be president. He obviously wants that to happen. Yeah. You know him you know, in this space isn't always uh, the, the the best uh, the best part of his campaign. But again, it does fire up the base. It does mm -hmm. get people excited, and it gets him. You know, he's always leading the news when he does it. So I, I think eventually he's going to realize. Look, if I want to get in the middle of this, I really want to win this thing. Mm -hmm. I got to be back in the places where people are. Yeah, I, f I feel like the left wing journalists on Twitter are kind of in a hard space, right? Because they hate Trump. They hate that it gives him popularity. It boosts his message, but also they they have like that obsession with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They want to reply to everything. It's like they've been they've been talking about him for I mean f four plus years, uh, you know, from when he he came onto the scene and then like even when he was he's gone, they're still talking about him. So uh, I don't think it's going to be that easy for them to say like oh yeah he'll he could just stay on True Social. I think that they want him back so that they can obsess about him. More. I I agree, and I think I I would liken it too to like they fought so hard to get him out of office and then their ratings tanked because yes. they couldn't. Yeah. This hurt them, right? Right. It hurt it, them. It, it, it hurts them. It probably helped Trump not being on there commenting on every development of the right. January 6th right. stuff as it was going on. Right, right. And, and it hurt these news organizations who lost 80% you know, of their audience. Yep. Yeah. And by the way, good. I'm glad they lost it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, me too. But yeah, it, it really was fascinating to watch them like root for their own demise but not know it. <laughs> um, but uh, all right, we got to take a break. We'll be back with more. Right, that was a Kamala idea initially. She was the one that was like first pushing for him to pick up Twitter. And of course, it would be a failure. All right, we got a couple minutes left to close the show. Why not have fun with it? Um, and I, when I'm going to say that we're going to watch a clip from The View, and you're like, well, how can that possibly be fun, Sarah? That doesn't make any sense. But uh, I just, all right, it's just a 
another Eric Swalwell moment, I'll say. So, you know, we had the Eric Wait, Swalwell the moment. people in The View were having sex with Chinese spies? <laughs> no, the other Eric Swalwell They're moment. farting on where camera? Where he farted on TV, yes. <laughs> okay, well, well yeah. we don't know. We don't know. So I want you guys to listen. This is the, the new uh, controversy here is... Did someone fart <laughs> on The View huh. in the middle of their taping? So I want to play for you. There's like a puddle of water that Whoopi Goldberg is talking about. And then they're trying to fix the water. And then a very strange noise occurs. Watch. But is I, it true that Trump had um, nuclear secrets? It's been reported, but we don't know the specifics. But just real quick, I was... <laughs> oh, it, it, well, we had a little spillage on the other side of the it's table. On my pants. <laughs> All right, forget it. Go ahead. I mean, it certainly sounds like it. But it, but th what makes me think it's not is that it, she, it might have been the chair, the chair. Like, when she's moving. Yeah, yeah, but okay, okay, okay. All right. I want it because I thought that too, but I was like, yeah, but I don't think a chair makes that noise. Let's, let's listen again. But <laughs> is I, it true that Trump had um, nuclear secrets? It's been reported, but we don't know the specifics. But just real quick, I was. <laughs> maybe. 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 I like, I like the fart. Uh, I like the fart theory better. I do too, uh, and I'm going to stick with it. And I'm going to say it's Whoopi. <laughs> yeah. Even though it doesn't appear to be Whoopi, I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah. I think that's the right way to go. But someone. Wait, what's named it, where Whoopi? does the water come from? I don't know. None of it makes sense. Like, yeah. why is there random water on the table? And right, because she doesn't knock. I was looking at her hands to see what she knocked over, but she doesn't knock nothing. anything over. Nothing. There's just water is there. Is it falling from the sky? <laughs> God is like, I cannot abide by this show anymore. Uh, plagues upon you all. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, guys, for being here. Super Gear and Lauren Chen, the beautiful Lauren Chen. And, and the beautiful Stuver. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.